This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 168. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. Today, we're going to be talking about Japanese and how I got started. How did I do it? What did I get wrong and what did I learn along the way? Very interesting question. And before we get to that, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show who are, of course, italki. And without italki, I would have often had a lot of trouble keeping up my Japanese when I was living abroad in uh, in different countries. If you'd like to get a free lesson, you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. All right, let's hear from Danilo, who asks today's question. Hello, Oli. I got another question, and it's um, I wanted to know what is the first step that one has to take um in order to learn Japanese. Now, should I buy a teach yourself or colloquial book or any um yeah language course, or should I take uh private lessons on italki or even more expensive ones? with a teacher and a, in a class or what is the first thing to tackle such a um, tremendously different language um, as a German native speaker now what is uh, the best um, method or basically what is the first step that you would uh, recommend me and I would also like to know what your first steps were when you were tackling Japanese. Okay, I'd love to, uh, yeah, hear this uh, <laughs> audio recording in the podcast and listen to your answer. Have a nice day. Greetings from Switzerland. Bye. Okay, Danilo, thank you very much for your question. Now, I can talk about Japanese all day long, but I'm going to try and keep it to, uh, to under 10 minutes. Let's see if I manage it. So, let me talk about my experience learning Japanese because for me, Japanese has been by far the hardest language I've learned. Not because Japanese is necessarily the hardest language, but because at the time I didn't know what I was doing. I know that now, but I didn't at the time. It was actually my fifth foreign language, Japanese, but it was kind of the intersection between learning my first really hard language and also not knowing what I was doing uh, because I had learnt my other languages very naturally. So I thought actually Japanese would be quite easy for me, but it, it really wasn't. And I kind of have a, I feel like I have a good perspective on that now, but I certainly didn't at the time. So I started learning Japanese the same way that I did with, uh, like with my other languages, which was basically language exchange. So I would sit down and I would ask my friends like, okay, how do I say basic things and they would tell me and I would learn it so I kind of got this initial cool little boost you know where I could say a few things in Japanese and then I would practice these phrases whenever I met a Japanese person and they would laugh and it would be funny and all that but the thing is it never got any easier and I think the main thing that happened for me with Japanese is I really underestimated the foundation that I needed with Japanese, right? As a native English speaker, if I'm learning, say, French, there's so much I already know. 
because languages come from similar roots. Right? So much vocabulary I already I already have just by virtue of being a native English speaker. But with Japanese, it's a different story. There's so much that you just have to get your head around. And you know, sometimes I, I leave this, I give this, this one of my favorite quotes and I say, you don't learn a language, you get used to it. Well, with Japanese, like this is, Japanese is the, the classic example of this. There's so much with Japanese that's totally different from what we're used to as European language speakers. With Japanese, you've got to get used to the grammar and the syntax. Uh, which is totally different. You've got to get used to expressing ideas in a different way. You've got to get used to different registers, you know, speaking casually and speaking formally and kind of halfway in between. You've got to learn the Japanese script, and you do have to learn the script. Um, you've got to learn totally new vocabulary, with the exception of uh, English loan words, which there are quite a lot of, actually. Um and then you've got endless rabbit holes. So like with Japanese, you, you'll kind of look a word up in the dictionary and you'll, have a, you'll find like six options or ten options, none of which seem to be exactly what you're looking for. Or else uh, the other way around, you, you, you're trying to learn kanji and you, you look up a kanji in the dictionary and there are like tons of different ways to pronounce it. And you can't actually use that kanji by itself, only with other kanji in combination. So basically the level of complexity is really high. Now, if you are in a, an immersion environment, if you move to Japan, you have live with Japanese people, then you can you can pick it up the natural way, right? But for anyone that's learning Japanese outside Japan, it's a big task. And you know, even for me living in Japan, it still uh, was difficult. So I started with language exchanges in the UK, then I moved to Japan, and I took lessons. I studied with books, and it took me. Uh, a good two years to really get comfortable. And um, I made two big mistakes with me, uh, from, uh, myself. The first was that I never spent enough time speaking. I didn't spend enough time organizing, like, dedicated opportunities to speak Japanese. And probably more importantly, I never spent enough time listening. Now, I don't think it's my fault, the fact I didn't do those things, because those are the two things that are incredibly difficult. You know, you have to try hard to find good people to speak to for more than five minutes at a time, right? And then with listening, most textbooks and things have tiny little dialogues that are intended to teach you something rather than to be general listening practice. So they are really hard things to do. And that's those are typically the mistakes that everybody makes. So I kind of, I got there eventually, but it took me years to do it. Um, of kind of fumbling around, of just gradually learning new words and building up my knowledge. But it really wasn't until I I kind of reached breaking point and I said, right, I'm just going to do nothing but speak Japanese every day that I finally, finally cracked it. So here is what I would suggest you do, then. If I was, if I was going to start again, this is exactly what I would do. At the beginning, I would not take lessons. Now, Controversial, maybe. The reason I would not take lessons is because Japanese teachers tend to be very structured in their approach. Okay, they're very, very, um, uh, very, very good, very, very competent, and they will, they will teach you different elements of Japanese uh, one by one. Now, the problem is that with Japanese, you can't take this bit by bit approach because there's just too much to learn, right? So I would 
avoid having a teacher at the beginning. I'd get a teacher later, but at the beginning, I would avoid finding using a teacher. And I would take one of the textbooks that you mentioned. There are lots of them. I'd just find one that you like. Go to a bookshop, look look through a few different ones, find a beginner's textbook that you like. And I would go through it bit by bit um, and just learn everything in there, basically. Set yourself, give yourself two or three months, go through one chapter a week, focus on the dialogues, do lots of listening, um, and just build up your foundation. Okay, this is the thing, I mentioned this before, with Japanese, you've got to give yourself the best possible foundation because there's just too much to learn, right? At the same time, I would learn hiragana and katakana immediately. Um, you ask the question, do you need to learn to read Japanese? Yes, you do. Without a doubt. Like, romanization in Japanese doesn't work. It's horrible. It will hold you back. You don't need to learn kanji at the beginning, but you do need to learn hiragana first and katakana second. Okay? Um, I'll give you some resources for that later. Once you've got through your textbook, I would look for a tutor on italki. And as you know, you can get a a free lesson with them by going to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash free lesson. And I would go on a speaking binge. So I would try to speak Japanese at least three times a week for, you know, half an hour or so and focus on speaking as much as possible. But the order is important here. So first, go through your textbook and get that foundation. Second, focus on speaking as much as you can. The other thing that I would do at the same time is do as much listening as possible. You have to listen to tons of Japanese. And the mistake, one of the big mistakes, like I said, that I made with Japanese and with other languages is not doing enough listening. Uh, I'm more and more convinced that listening is the ultimate skill. Um, and I think you need to do as much of it as possible. The problem is finding material. Because as a beginner or as a lower level learner, you've got to find material that you can um, actually, that there's long enough to be useful, but also at the right level. As you know, I'm working on this project called Conversations, which is exactly that. It's listening material for lower level learners, but not ready yet, unfortunately. Um, uh, so I would, you know, again, look at different resources on the internet. You've got quite a few different places where you can find Japanese material, but basically you want to be listening to as much as possible. So that's the plan. Okay, just to summarize again, don't get a teacher at the beginning. Find a good textbook and just knuckle down and work through it. Um, learn hiragana and katakana immediately. And then as soon as you feel comfortable, probably after a couple of months, start speaking intensively, like three or more speaking sessions a week. That's what I would do. So I hope that gives you some ideas. Daniel, now in terms of resources for this, there's a lot, but let me give you a few essential ones. There are, there's one podcast episode you should listen to episode 71 which is called beginner japanese hacks um that's where i answered the similar question and in a slightly different way you can listen to that by going to i will teach you language.com forward slash episode uh episode 71 um there are also two well i've got a lot of blog posts on the website about japanese but you might like to check out um well in fact what i'm going to do i'm going to put a list of all the useful blog posts uh, in the show notes to this episode so you can find all of that at iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash episode 168 and the last thing i mentioned is that um like i said it's it, people always ask like do i have to learn hiragana and the answer is yes you do because it's not that hard 
you've got to do a bit of work, but it's it, it's definitely you, it, you can learn it quickly. And once you learn it, then you can use it for everything. Okay, so learn hiragana at the beginning, and the best way to do that is actually with a course that I created with my friend Anthony, and we teach you to learn and memorize hiragana in two hours, which is fast. All right, it uses um, special memory techniques, and uh, if you'd like to check that out, then you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash Hiragana course, Hiragana course, which is H-I-R-A-G-A-N-A course. We don't have like a, a flashy sales page or anything for that. It's just a, a really, it's like a passion project that we did really, uh, that shows you, I think there's about 10 videos in the course. And one by one, we show you exactly how to, how to learn Hiragana. You'll have it memorized by the end. So I would, I would do that if I could wind the clock back, uh, eight years. Then I would take my own course that didn't exist yet. <laughs> but uh, that's what I'd do. Of course, you can just get a book and do it that way. Either way, make sure that you learn Hiragana right at the beginning. Okay, so I hope that's helpful. Then, you know, um, again, a link to all of these things will be in the show notes. If you'd like to ask me a question for the podcast, like Danilo did, you can go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash ask. And then as for today's resources, well, I've just given you a ton of them for Japanese blog posts, courses, all those things. So again, if you'd like to have a look at all of those, you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 168. Thank you so much for listening. Domo arigatou gozaimasu. And I'll see you back in the next episode of the podcast.